0: The word ever, as in forever and everlasting, is defined by the exhaustive Oxford Dictionary of the English language as one, throughout all time, eternally, throughout all past or future time, perpetually. Number two, at all times, on all occasions, on each occasion. Everlasting is defined as one, lasting forever, infinite in future duration, endless of God, Psalms 90 verse 2 reads, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. In regard to our present situation, it is certainly beautiful to consider that the God of holy scriptures is from everlasting to everlasting. That's great for the timeless God but how does that translate to us mere mortals? On the surface, our situation does not look good, as in no good. Our lives are compared to vanity and even a vapor, but something far beyond marvelous happened at Calvary. At the place Jesus Christ calls born again, John 3.3, a very poignant transformation occurs that changes everything, at born-again, we become sons and daughters of God, actually and most literally born into His family. He is our Father. The redeemed are His direct descendants through the saving blood of Jesus Christ, effectuated by the quickening, life-giving power of God's Holy Ghost. The born-again become one with the Father, even as joint heirs with Jesus Christ, Romans 8:15 through 17 in God's divine nature, which includes everlasting. Consider this passage, Isaiah 44, verse 6, Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, and I am the last, and beside me there is no God. Now consider Isaiah 41, verse 4, Who hath wrought and done it, calling the generations from the beginning? I, the Lord, the first and with the last I am He. Our Heavenly Father is the first from everlasting, and the last to everlasting, and Isaiah forty-one-four states, and with the last, as in His children, who inherit His promise of eternal life. The Scriptures teach two persons, a physical one and a spiritual one, and two deaths, one physical and one spiritual we must all experience the first death. But the sons and daughters of God do not participate in the second death, for we are everlasting, as these verses show. Revelation 2, verse 11, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. Revelation 20, 14 and 15, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Revelation 21, verse 8, But the fearful and unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Have you been born again? Today can be your day of salvation. Today you can see the light and see all your sin and shame washed away, see all of Satan's bondages broken, and inherit the power to rule over the carnal nature. Today you are in the valley of decision. Choose Jesus Christ and live forever. Follow me in this simple prompt, and in mere moments everything will become brand new. Are you ready? Do this now. Click on the further with Jesus, for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Revelation 21, verse 8, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. God said, Matthew ten twenty eight through 31. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing, and one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father? But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. God said First Peter chapter four eighteen and if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Man said, Who needs the God of the Bible with all his restrictions placed on my free willing lifestyle? I've got science, I've got medicine. Wait, what did you say, doctor? I have the coronavirus? Oh God save me. Now the record. This feature is being published during a global pandemic titled COVID-19. The world is gripped by a spirit of terror and uncertainty. I suspect the cure being imposed could prove more deadly than the dreaded disease. This global and national fear-laden stress and uncertainty will spawn a host of stress-related maladies. Certain actions directed by U.S. and state governments, as well as other world governments, in many cases warranted, will produce their own unintended consequences. My suspicion is things like statewide quarantines, shutting down schools and universities, canceling public gatherings, and the shuttering of a wide swath of retail establishments will in themselves create a spike of stress-related heart attacks. Luke twenty one twenty six men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, stress-related medical disorders, suicides, alcohol and drug abuse, divorce, bankruptcies, thefts, and burglaries, and no doubt more, none of it good. The situation is not exciting no matter how you flip the coin, but this is very good news. Jesus Christ still sits on the right hand of the Father, interceding on the behalf of the bloodbot. Times like these are the times that try men's souls. God's Word declares a coming time of great global judgment like the world has never seen, known as the Great Tribulation, a seven-year period that leads up to the world-ending battle of Armageddon. During this devastating seven-year period, multiple judgments of God will strangle the globe. Revelation 15.1 speaks of some of them. And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them is filled up the wrath of God. The exact date when this period will begin is hidden from us, for God alone knows the date, but the prophetic scriptures give multiple signs to watch for. This great tribulation could easily begin with a global pandemic called the coronavirus, COVID-19. If this is the beginning, all will soon know it, for it will be inescapable terror upon terror. Prepare to meet your God. Saints, prepare for departure. This feature is about godliness. Godliness simply means godlike, and without it we will not see God. First Peter chapter 4, verse 18, And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Godliness and its association with COVID-19 will become obvious. Ungodly deeds are those which God typically wouldn't do, and as believers, our responsibility is to become more and more godlike. Some examples of ungodliness include God wouldn't leave dirty dishes in the sink. Not doing the dishes is then ungodly. God wouldn't throw dirty clothes on the floor. Throwing clothes on the floor is then ungodly. God wouldn't leave his bed unmade. Not making one's bed is then ungodly. Ungodly deeds would also include unbelief, cursing, laziness, fornication, murder, bitterness, hatred, covetousness, envy, and more— but this feature will address one grossly ungodly emotion, which is fear. At this time of this writing, the earth is reeling under the suffocating weight of fear, COVID-19 terror. Philippians chapter 1, 27 and 28 calls this terror an evident token of perdition. It reads, "'Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ,' that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. The terror, the fear, is an evident token or sign of perdition. According to Noah Webster's 1828 Dictionary, perdition is the utter loss of the soul. It is important to the redeemed that we cast off the spirit of fear, because fear is ungodly. Fear is prohibited. We are commanded not to fear, but to employ our childlike faith, Matthew 10:28 through 31 and fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing, and one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father? But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. Fear is an evident token of perdition and will yield deadly fruit. The fear of God, on the other hand, yields life. Psalms 111, verse 10 the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments, his praise endureth forever. The fear of God is a clean and healthy fear that separates one from hurtful lust and draws one into godly activities, activities that yield life and life more abundantly, even everlasting. The world's fear is absent of faith and proves deadly. But the blood-bought have a deep and satisfying confidence that the unsaved soul cannot know. Second Timothy 1, verse 7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. God Said Man Said has published several features addressing research on what medical science knows as the placebo and nocebo effects. Numerous tests have been conducted in which a group of individuals with like medical problems are separated into two groups. One group is administered the prescribed medicine being measured and studied, while the other group receives the placebo, a harmless sugar pill. The placebo group sometimes outperforms the medicated group, demonstrating placebo cure rates of 30% plus. When the sugar pill's pretended attributes are hyped up, the success rate of placebo soars. The placebo effect, on the other hand, is simply the opposite. The placebo effect is the negative and ungodly fruits of fear. The report you'll hear is that well over ninety percent of those tested for COVID nineteen come back as negative for the virus. They didn't have it. The placebo effect would participate here. Job chapter three, verse twenty-five: For the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. Yes, a person should always take precautions to separate oneself from infectious circumstances, but don't dote on the problem. Get the news once or twice per day, then drop out. Don't give place to fear-mongering. Now tune into faith. Get three-by-five index cards and place the following verses on them. These are gospels. Read from them several times daily. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Romans 8, verse 28, And we know that all things work together for good, to them that love God, and to them who are the called according to His purpose. Psalms 118, 24, and 25. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. 1 Peter chapter 2:23 and 24. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again, when he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead the sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Hebrews 3.12-14, through 14, Take heed, brethren. Lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. Fear is deeply ungodly. Drop out and tune in. The sparrows eat. God said, Revelation 21, verse 8, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. God said, Matthew 10:28 through 31, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing, and one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father? But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. God said, 1 Peter 4, verse 18, And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? man said who needs the god of the bible with all his restrictions placed on my free-willing lifestyle i've got science i've got medicine wait what did you say doctor i have the coronavirus oh god save me now you have the record